Colleen Cowie, and you're listening to the Pass the Mic podcast, a podcast dedicated to amplifying female, trans, and non-binary voices in music. If you've been anywhere near Minneapolis within the past year, chances are you've heard the name Gully Boys. The three-piece band released their debut album, Not So Brave, in 2018, and have since won over a loyal local following for their visceral, grungy sound. 
Kathy Callahan, Nadi McGill, and Natalie Clement aren't just bandmates. The trio affectionately refer to themselves as brothers, and sitting down with the three of them, it's clear that their music is inseparable from their close-knit relationship. I caught up with Gully Boys on the same day that they released a new song and music video called New Song Number 2. We talked about battling imposter syndrome, their upcoming EP Phony, how they used cheap wigs to recreate the looks of iconic boy bands, and so much more. Keep listening to hear our full conversation. Well, I am sitting here in IPR studios on this lovely Friday, today's Friday, Friday night, <laughs> with Gully Boys. Welcome to the Pass the Mic podcast. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Of course. I love to talk. <laughs> Perfect, because that's what we're here for. So. <laughs> all podcasts are. It's just talking. <laughs> it's true. So do you all want to go around, maybe introduce yourselves, say your names and what you play in Gully Boys? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I'm Kathy. I play guitar and I sing. Um, I'm Naughty. I use they, them pronouns. I play the drums and do backup vocals. Natalie she her pronouns and i play bass and also do backup vocals i forgot my pronouns there she her I'm that's kathy that's <laughs> <me. laughs> i'm kathy <laughs> perfect well welcome to the podcast yeah i'm excited to chat and learn a little bit more about how gully boys got started chat about some of the new things that you all have going on because as of recording Right now, today, the new music video for new song number two just came out, so I'm very excited to learn a little bit more about that Mm -hmm. and what else y'all have been up to. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. It's really fresh right now, this music video. I can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I clean houses for a living, and today all I could do was stare at my phone and anticipate our music video dropping. And it was problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what has this release day been like? What is a typical, like, release day look or feel like? Oh, my God, stress. Uh, I I had a a, a night terror last night. So I I just get extremely (laughs) anxious. Um, I had a dream last night um, that uh, something went wrong with the coding on the computer. (laughs) The coding? Yeah, I, I like I coded the whole music video on, and something went wrong with the coding, and so I, I sat up out of my bed, and I was like, I have to go fix it right now, and so I threw the covers back, and I started to sprint out of the room, and my partner was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, get back. And I was like, I have to fix this right now. Like, I was really stressed so yeah that's what how my day started i like how your anxiety is about technical difficulties and mine was like everyone's gonna see me humping the floor (laughs) (laughs) that's fair oh my gosh all valid concerns you know really yeah it was good i it it was different than the last release we actually spent some time in putting like a little bit of anticipation out and we got a teaser done and i reached out to a few like radio stations and blogs we spent a lot of time on this music video and spent a lot of time editing the music video. Now, we didn't edit it necessarily, but we were just like waiting and for it to be what it is today. And so, Lots so of much back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this guy, this deserves a little bit of something. So I'm going to mm-hmm. use the context that I do know and hopefully get some push out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a very kind of elaborately concepted um, music video <laughs> because in it, 
I've watched it like many times today. I'm obsessed with it because you're all recreating these iconic looks and videos from classic boy bands throughout the eras. You reference the Beatles, Nirvana, and Sync, Boys to Men. Like you do it all, like all of the decades. Where did this idea for the boy band music video come from? It's been a while. I know. I well, can't. We basically just want to be a boy band. Yeah. So it's just kind of. I don't really. It's like know. our alter well, egos. Well, we in the had band. an idea for a music video at first, and it was like we came up with the whole oh idea my gosh, for it. Too elaborate. And it was too much, and we were like, no, scratch that. And then we were sitting at Mortimer's of all places, where <laughs> everything happens, and we were like, <laughs> what if we just did boy bands? And at first we were joking, and then we started like looking at boy band music videos, and we're like, wait a second. We could do that. And I think the Ariana Grande video had just come out where she emulated a lot of like early 2000s movies. I think mm-hmm. that's yeah, what yeah. It was. And mm-hmm. um, I think I kind of had that in my head a little bit. Definitely. Too, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Not to copy you, Ariana Grande, and not that you're listening to this, <laughs> Ariana Grande, but I love you. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. No, but that is very hot right now, is like bringing back all of that nostalgia, oh, especially yeah. of like the world the is 90s. dying and we want to feel comfortable. Yeah. 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 That's, That's true. Let's really remember the time when we weren't thinking about the Amazon on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's comforting, yeah. you know. <laughs> what were some of your favorite boy band looks or scenes to recreate in this Natalie video? as Joey Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> My that favorite in particular. thing ever. That wig. That wi- you look like a parrot or something. It's me. Your your goatee. The NSYNC costuming was a lot. It was so fun. <laughs> Natalie ordered all the wigs, and I was like, "What the what the hell is this gonna be?" And then she like did an unboxing by putting them all on. <laughs> and so she was just sending us selfies of all the different wigs, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be." They're like the cheapest, shittiest like, wigs you can so get on cheap. Amazon. Like if they get too hot, like too they close looked, to the heater, they'll just melt. Like, they looked amazing wow. though. Like I was very surprised. I mean, I left you all a comment on Twitter. I was like trying to save my questions for night tonight, but then I just got too excited. And I was like, who did your wigs and makeup? Like the facial hair, everything was just so on point. <laughs> we did. We all. did it all of ourselves. We did all of like our costuming. Natalie went and like studied the scenes, and then went to Goodwill and yeah, did, good did all the costume matching. And then I just brought my makeup palettes and we went to town and we're like, all right, we're going to... We like to do as much of it ourselves as we can. Yeah, we like cut the the Kurt Cobain wig ourselves. We're like in the back just destroying the (laughs) green room full of blonde hair. It was like a shoulder length soccer mom wig at first. I was stressed. Yeah, because it was so like clean cut. It looked really nice. We like like, back home wigs. This is not Kurt Cobain. This and is then like I, talk to the manager wig. Yeah, hundred percent. But like it was nicer than talking to the manager. It, like I had a little nice curl. Nicer than that. That's funny. And I was like, ma'am, please. <laughs> ma'am, I would like to talk. And we like she wore an offset because it was a middle part, so she turned to the side so the wig was Amazing. sideways. Like, truly, like taking advantage of what you have, making yeah. it work. I, love I spent it. the night before on your wig. I like pinned it to my little styrofoam head, and I was like plucking the hairline out and like <laughs> making sure like cutting around the ears. And I was like, "This is so ridiculous for like a what ten dollar." We got wig. some like uh, spray on like blonde highlighter to put on the frosted tips for the Joey Fatone mm-hmm. wig. Yeah, and at the time I had yellow hair, and I was like, "This is already ramen noodle hair. This is yep. perfect." Mm -hmm. all the details are in there I love it so it was a very you know like you said kind of a DIY project you had all your hands in 
everything, but this was also one of the most like elaborate projects that you've done, especially in terms of music videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was it like working with a larger team of people for this? Oh my gosh. So I went to MCTC Film School and I met the whole crew there basically. And um, I had worked on a couple music videos myself. So I was just like really excited to already have um, a crew or a partial crew in mind. And then I just, hit up our director, Maria, and she got everything, all the She did incredible. Yeah. She we did showed everything up at, for us. at uh, what was the place called? Cinequip. Cinequip. Yeah. And it's so, she just had the scenes, like, yeah. and our she, minds were blown. It was, such a, it, it was such a gift that, like, we knew Maria, and then Maria also worked right. at Cinequip. So she, like, knew that place. She knew all of the, where everything was, and her crew was just, like, on it. So it was, we just, like, walked in and it was well it's crazy to be on the it was like the help side. scene she'd be like go go change yeah. costumes and we'd leave and we'd come back and then it was like the gym from the nirvana yeah. music video in the yeah. same space like, that how was did just you do this? Wow. well it's hard for me to give up the control of that because i'm used to be on the other side and being like super frantic the whole time and so it was weird to be on the other side and be waiting just like eating chips yeah. watching tv i was like just so lounging and they were doing so much work for us yeah it was Oh my god. It was crazy. It was it was so nice. It was so different than our first music video where we're just like running around the mall, mall of America just like <laughs> dilly dicking around doing whatever our parents wouldn't have let us do and then this was like so structured and we had like a call sheet it was time. Very official. And, yeah. It was very official. Very fun. It was like a very structured it was hilarious like time. Twenty four hours of filming, like two twelve yeah. hour days yeah. just well, that's funny because like before when we had come up with a really elaborate music video, I was like, boys, I don't think you understand <laughs> how much time goes into this. I'd like been on in like films before and other music videos, but this one was like having the whole set change was wild. It was so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It felt fancy. Yeah, yes, it, sure it looks fancy too. Like watching it visually, I'm like, this is a very like professional, yeah. like super well done music video like Thank it comes you. across hire maria davidson if yeah. anyone's listening and needs a music video director she's mm -hmm. amazing and she she's got it. the connects so mm. or hire kathy <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah i do that True. I, <laughs> I do that <laughs> that, that was a vine reference <laughs> i didn't even do it right haha <laughs> <laughs> i do that <laughs> there it is there it. <laughs> amazing well i'd love to learn more about this song too we've talked a lot about the music video the song is new song number two and it's off of your upcoming ep phony which comes out in december mm -hmm. um what can you tell me about this new song and or the EP that's going to come out? This song is the oldest one off the By EP. far. Yeah, we wrote time. it like a year ago, actually. We took yeah. it on tour with us with Nice. Kathy kind of wrote it for me because I was going through a breakup. And, and she, Natty was like, write me a breakup song. And I was like, got ya. <laughs> she did, and so that's what the song's about. <laughs> um, but I think um, all the songs on this new EP we just worked harder on these songs than we've ever worked on songs before. We, yeah. I feel like we listened to um, Not So Brave and we were like, wow, this was really go good for having no idea what we were doing. Right. And It was all an accident. Exactly. Like we like wrote the lyrics the day, bef like day of and stuff. And this time we were like, 
I feel like we were much more intentional and felt more mature about what we wanted to do and what mm-hmm. we wanted to say. And what our sa- wa- wanted our sound yeah. to sound like and mm-hmm. what we didn't well, want to sound like. Yeah, and the name is like, the name Phony comes from each of us basically going through an existential crisis every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have all been like shedding skin and finding ourselves in different ways. So all the lyrics and the melodies are based off of that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I it I like that in the music video it kind of shows us trying on different personalities because that's yeah. also kind of what it alluded to um as like we we're trying to find the true inner self. Right. Um, yeah. We're on constantly doing that. So. We're constant learning. Yes, we're always growing and I think that's why the three of us work so well together is because And I think there's also a lot of imposter syndrome that comes with mm-hmm. like not knowing fully who you are yet mm-hmm. and like being like, "Oh, okay, then I'm I'm just faking this." Or I just like Especially mm-hmm. especially like I will just say for like with Gully Boy is like I feel like a fake drummer like every single day of my life. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm f- I fooled all these people around me right. to yeah. think that I know how to play this instrument. In any minute, they're going like, to realize be like, that I don't actually ball. know. <laughs> exactly. They're going to see through me. Um, and I, I felt a lot of that, especially when um, Not So Brave came out and people were like speaking so highly of it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that was on accident. I couldn't, right. I can't tell you what I, oh, we didn't mean we, to do that. Yeah, I, don't, like, <laughs> I don't know if we can do it again. Yeah. But. And like when we would, we would wrote songs like in the basement and having no idea what we were doing, we're like, oh, that sounds good. Let's just give this a mean name and boom. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, aside from the band, I do feel like the, each of us individually feel imposter syndrome in different aspects of our life too. Yeah. So it's, it's neat to like pull all of those feelings together and <laughs> feel it together. We're all frauds. We're all freaking frauds. Yeah. Well, that I feel like is such like the most relatable feeling in the world. Like that imposter syndrome and feeling like a phony. Like relate to that a million percent. You know, as a musician and as like you know a interviewer and mm-hmm. like being on the other side of it too i'm like i have no idea what i'm saying also and i feel like people are going to be listening to the podcast sometimes and be like why are you asking that question <laughs> so 100 percent relatable but yeah. i also think it's really interesting in the context of boy bands because i feel like watching that music video and watching you you know try on like the nirvana clothes and all of that stuff it's like did those boys a have any idea what they were doing and yeah, did they doubt themselves so. for that mm-hmm. like Maybe. i don't know who knows? They're boys. <laughs> they are boys. Probably not. They got enough confidence for like, oh, I created rock and roll. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Created. I think Dave Grohl just did whatever Kurt Cobain told him to do. Someone called me Naughty <laughs> McGrohl. <laughs> I like to call Naughty um, Phil McGill <laughs> after Phil Collins because they sing and they drum, and I just think that's so. That's funny. yeah. Now I have two Naughty McGrill Phil and McGill. Phil McGrill. Phil McGrill. But Phil yeah, McGrill. I mean that's <laughs> that's my new product. <laughs> it's a grill. Can we make like an infomercial TikTok? <laughs> yes. Can we we write a song for that? Phil McGrill. Next music video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't want to give too much away about. Um, the music video, and I didn't even write the lyrics, so the, not the music video, the EP, um, but like, Like Me Now, I don't know why, th- this is going to sound really arrogant, and I don't mean <laughs> it to sound arrogant, but Kathy and Natalie wrote the lyrics to that song, and I was having a really hard time, and they sent me the lyrics, and the, it was like, the in the in the song, it goes like, just think if you really got me, 
like me now and then it goes just think if i really got me and i cried the first time and i was like damn i really feel that and i was like i gotta write a good drum part for this song because it affected me so much Aww. so i'm really excited to put that song out and i never told you all that but Aww. it was like i was really emo at the time and then those lyrics i was just like oh like it seems fake deep because it's like, just think if oh, you really yeah. got me, but just think if I really got me right. and all this shit that was going on in my life. Everything Am I allowed I to swear on this? I've already yes. been swearing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. that I felt like fe- like fed into the phony hood a lot. Um, so I'm really excited to put that song out when that comes out in December um, because that song had the most profound impact on me. And so I always play that song with like, not that I don't play songs with heart mm-hmm. every every time, but that one I'm like, I think that one's Pee on my... myself a little bit because I get so intense <laughs> to it. I'm yeah. just like, everything I have. fun. Yeah, I do give it my all. And I think those lyrics were pretty profound for me to write because I think I let a lot of demons out because I finally, I don't know, this like past summer I like looked at like my past selves and I was able to like look at baby me and say, hey, it's okay that you were like that. It's okay that that you got through it. Thanks for doing that for me, by the way. Appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty cool, you know? Give that little girl a hug. And that's kind of what that song's about, where it's like, oh, you like who I am, even though I have no idea who Mm -hmm. that is yet? Yeah. you just wait and see. Maybe you'll like me more. Yeah. <laughs> After I like figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's been a big lesson for me also as an adult. I feel like I'm constantly like, you know, I don't know who I am or I don't, you know, I'm not my final form mm-hmm. or I don't have it all figured out. And then I feel like a big part of growing up is just realizing that like no one has it figured yeah, out. Absolutely. And there's never going to be a point yeah. where you're like, I'm done. I've done all I've the growing it. I'm going to do. Yeah. That's it. Well, yeah, that's when you just become like a boomer. At first I was like, oh, that's <laughs> reassuring that no one has anything figured out. And now I'm like, that's kind of scary that no one has anything figured yeah. out because it's it's comforting in the fact that like I'm not alone, but it's also like, what's this is gonna sound dark? What's the point what's then? The point, yeah, what's bro? the point? Like, <laughs> we never have it figured out. So like, just do whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want to do it, because like it really doesn't matter. Like yeah, it just doesn't matter. I think a big part of this EP for me was um, being able to accept past selves instead of planning so far in the future and kind of like just looking myself in the face and being like. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> You're always going to be yeah. that. And that's yeah. cool. That's great. Now that and I'm it, thinking about it, I'm like, I think there's also this element of, like, frustration with other people not seeing you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, absolutely. or, like, getting the wrong idea about you. Like, I think about that with Like Me Now, too. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. and that's what and I also like, feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yes, absolutely. Hear You Calling and um, even in Hear You Calling is such a good song. Oh, my God. Hear You Calling. Just y'all wait. If y'all, if y'all need a breakup song on December 20th Holy on Natalie's crap. birthday. <laughs> yeah, on Natalie's birthday. We got a Natalie breakup a song. song coming for you. She wrote the lyrics to this song that hurt my heart so much because it's just so it's it's a very like plainly visceral experience in my opinion and i feel like it's also really like it's a it's a common thing you have to realize and you put it in words that i was like oh shit like like, people really do be just like accepting just like a crumb of of validation and love and they're like 
clinging on to that. And it's like, why would you want that? We're like speaking about these songs as if people already know. <laughs> Never heard them. You'll see. Come to the live show. We still play them live. It was just. The, it was the first time I've really like sat down and wrote a song about something that I was like having a lot of emotions and about. Specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that, like writing that kind of changed the way I've been like thinking about songwriting and looking at. Dude, you wrote those and sent them to me, and I was like, oh my god. That just poured right out of it's your hurtive. heart. It's yeah, hurtive. Yeah, it's so hurtive. And I feel like, especially for us, like we feel that because we were like with you when you were doing all that shit. And I'm like, damn, Natalie just read them to filth, oh bro. God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just bye-bye, boy. <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. No. I was like, wow. And yeah, no. It's just like it, so poetically. Oh. It's just, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, good. it really it Thanks. Together, I, th- I think um, all of these songs together really, really emulate the word phony to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the experience of feeling phony and figuring yourself out. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. forgot, uh, yeah, even Baby Boy. What's that song called now? You should sleep alone. It's going to be Baby Boy forever. Baby boy. <laughs> Holy crap. We have this tendency of uh, naming our songs whatever we write it down on the set list says. Which is how you we landed on new song number two, because mm-hmm. um, it was Neopet the second Green. new song. And we yeah, usually Neopet. write lyrics last, so it's like we have to have a name to be able to call it something before we have lyrics. So it ends up being something completely. Yeah, whatever unrelated. we say, whatever we save it in our phone. Besides, like what is it, Southside Deli? <laughs> 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 yeah, for some reason, it's always that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's. I'm very excited to put that song out. Yeah, me too. I feel I that's I'm just like excited. One. Yeah, we. We put a lot of thought and, and emotion and effort into writing these. Yeah. And we actually played around with like layering guitars and realizing like we're a three piece, so how we play live is one <laughs> way, but like we can actually can expand that in the in the studio, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's now we're like, shit, we need like two more hands to play these guitar parts. Cause <laughs> yeah, is that gonna change how you perform them live or are you figuring out different arrangements? We're figuing out potentially like Using pre-recorded tracks, yeah, because like they're just like small guitar parts, but they're um, really huge parts of the song now. Yeah, they're like my can't favorite parts them. of the yeah. song. Right. So I'm like, I can't, I can't. It sounds not naked without it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, we like toyed around with the idea of adding another boy, but yeah. it's always scary to like Mm-mm. change because then mm-hmm. energy and dynamic changes. Well, it's hard enough to get us the three of us in the same a place. schedule. Yeah. I know. Come on now, adding another whole another person's life. Well, and it, this is like each of you are just like a piece of my heart. I can't yeah, like. Same. I don't know. I it's can't. It's too big of a share. change. I don't want to share y'all. No <laughs> <laughs> one's possessive. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <The> Scorpio. <laughs> Might be a it's widow codependent. <laughs> yeah, I mean that seems like at the core of what Gully Boys is is like the three of you in your friendship. Yeah, yeah. like that it's seems brotherhood. Just, yeah, we truly have a brotherhood. <laughs> I know. We, it's for some reason we're brothers and we're each other's moms. Yeah. Just where did where brothers. did the brothers come from? Where did that originate? Because boys. Okay. Um, I, I think so. it, it's another thing with like phony. It's like going over the top with feeling like you don't fit in a space to like then overcompensate and be like, oh, no, we do fit in here. We're actually a boy band. We're a boy band? Um, yes. So oh, my boys. gosh. I didn't even realize that. You can't even tell me how to play my drums because I'm a boy and I already know how. So yeah, we all, <laughs> don't mansplain um, to a man. We have Sorry. like a collective wall that we put up where we're like, don't touch us. We're a boy band. We're <laughs> we're fancy and just like. I know you might think that we're femmes here, 
but we're we're still boys. We're, yeah, we're we still all, boys. The we're three of us, each of on us, stage. grew up as like tomboys, and I don't know, and like we had very like boyish childhoods. Yeah. So boys, we're kind of yeah. like living out something that we always wanted to be. And together. I'm I'm channeling, um, the Panic at the Disco wannabe I have always <laughs> yeah, always desired. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an alternate story. personality yeah. that Yeah, like, exactly. On stage like, we're yeah. boys. Like I'm not naughty. I'm, <laughs> yes. I don't know who that is. Yeah. I, it doesn't have a name yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same. So. I mean our our brotherhood is is special and we had a time when we were like early on when we were like, "Oh, we should add another guitarist." And we <laughs> had someone come jam with us and they were like really great and we loved them, but we were like it, we're not gully boys if it's not the same if we yeah and like we had someone fill in on keys with us uh for our halloween show and it was really fuck it was cool yeah. cuz we were like nice. oh let's just changed our sound but also we were just like we like that was like a little bit of a toy we're like oh could we add another person like what would that even be like yeah that was mm-hmm. the exact same time when we were discussing right. mm-hmm. and i think we were all just like nah, yeah. like we've built such a trust with each other so like if something it does really go wrong that. when we're playing like i can look at nat i can look at natalie and be like okay we're going to this part we like skip this verse or i can look at kathy and like we we can talk that way and it, boy telepathy exactly it's weird and, yeah, we and it's so hard to build that eyes. with another person because uh, mm-hmm. that, that's well that's and hard. i feel like it took like adding another person takes away the i don't know what is it um, it's just intuitive for us. Yeah, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. it's we're just in tune to each other, and adding another person, it it just takes away some of that. And we're very um, we're we're protective of our we're emotionally based. I also yeah. think that if there's more than three people in your band, you're cheating. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> if you you're allowed to you're allowed to have three people in your band and a few pedals, or that's it. Actually, we don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. Yeah, all, all right. we know well, is that we're not cheating. Yeah, the rules are known. Everybody study up, you know. Make yeah. sure you comply or else gully boys are coming for We're you. We're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll call you up. Yeah. You're cheating. That's all I have to say. It's the whole phone call. Nadi pops up from the corner. You're cheating. You're cheating. Yeah, on your on your laptop. I'm just like the annoying ad. You're cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, so obviously this friendship is this brotherhood, I should say, rather. It's at the heart of your band. It's the core. It's the element that cannot be broken. Were you all friends before starting Gully Boys? And how did this project come together? Kathy and I worked together at a dusty old rag stock. <laughs> And we weren't like friends. I thought Kathy was so cool. I like really? saw her on Twitter before I like met her in person. I saw this picture. I feel like I can say this because I know you, but I saw yeah. this picture of her and I was like, oh my God, she has the best titties I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it was like circulating on my Twitter. And then I like walk in on my first day of Ragstock and Kathy and her titties walk in. And I was like, oh my God. I I, and I like straight up told you, I was like, I saw this picture of you. You're so cute and your boobs look amazing in this picture. <laughs> literally showing Natalie a picture of you in your pink braids. Yep, I was like, I this person is so beautiful. That's so funny. Then you fangirl each other. And then I yeah. remember meeting you at freaking your Halloween party. And all of a sudden, Lava Girl walked up to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding? Lava Girl, that was such a good costume. And you were like, you, you were I'm so. I'm so glad you met me when I was in Lava Girl. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time. And you were so, you were like, what did you say? You were like, uh, the drinks are over here. The bathroom's upstairs. And you were like, so like. This is this, and I was like, "Yes, yes, love a girl, whatever you say." Yes. Yeah, Natalie and I have known each other since 
middle school. But we uh, we were we've always been like background friends together, where we're like we are able to come together and kind of talk about art. And we did this thing called Visual Arts Classic in high school together, where we kind of traveled. Uh, to one part of Wisconsin to the other part of Wisconsin, and we really um, Chicago a couple times. Oh, Chicago, yeah, mm-hmm. most I, th- yeah, mostly Madison in Chicago, and sh- we showed each other, we showed each other art. <laughs> no, we showed um, an audience art, and we got judged for it and all that junk. But that's kind of where um, the friendship really started, I think. And, and we've then, been wanting to be in a band together since like. I mean, oh. I, I've been wanting to since ever, since yeah. I can remember. Remember, we yeah. had a fake band in eighth grade. We had a couple fake grade, bands, yeah. And I was the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> you were the drummer? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I can't. You didn't I play d- anything yet. You were like, I'll play drums. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool, I'll do that. I mean, honestly, that's how we started playing, so power to you for just being ambitious when you're younger. And then I realized I'm not good at keeping time. <laughs> <laughs> Nadi has to count for me out loud and kind of do like an ABC one two three like <laughs> kindergarten thing where they're like mouthing everything. They're like one two three <laughs> four. Kathy, come on! I know you can do it. <laughs> so. Amazing, but whatever works, you'll yeah. get there in the end. And see, that's yeah. the thing about brotherhood, where like we know how each other learns, and so yeah. like there's that patience and understanding there. Like oh, gosh. when Kathy gets frustrated about something that we're, me and Natalie are like, bro, just chill out, it's fine. <laughs> like we have no rush right now. You don't need to beat yourself up over messing up this lick one time. Like we're so patient about that, and that's where it feels so special because we can just like oh, yeah. be like, shut up and just do it again, it's no fine. No one like, is it'll be patient fine. with me the same way they are. There's yeah. no way. Because I, I don't know, I've always had this thing, like, because I, I had ADHD and learning disabilities as a kid, so um, I get really triggered when I do something wrong or someone, like, points it out, and I can't help it, and they know that. So they're just, like, very patient with me, and they're like, okay, I don't mean to make you upset, <laughs> but you could do this differently, and it would sound good still. <laughs> still be right. It would, it would still be right. Wrong. You weren't wrong. <laughs> But you weren't right either. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, they're just like really. Nice I think that me. was was also just like wanting to be in a band. We'd all separately wanted to be in a band when we were like, like what middle school. Forever. Like, and I remember I tried to be in a band a few times with like, I just made two people who like one of them played the viola and one of them played <laughs> viola. <laughs> I was like, you played instrument, you're in a band, and this would be great. Um, didn't work out, obviously. Um, we wrote. Uh, Fall Boy cover song, like uh, parody songs though, and I remember. What? Do you have recordings of these? Um, no, but I found the lyrics of some of them, and I was Please. like, Jesus is going in the archive. But um, that's how Kathy and I met, because we were actually, oh, we were working at Ragstock, and it was cool, and we were closing together one night, and I was like, do you care if I play some Panic at the Disco? Because I'm just like, I need to just, I'm like, I need bro, to get this through. what do you mean? <laughs> and, and I remember sit, like standing up by the register, and we were like shouting across the store, because we were talking about Panic at the Disco, and I was like, oh my god, I love them, I followed these blogs, and she was like, I was those blogs and <laughs> I literally was the tippy top tier of the panic at the disco fandom on yes. tumblr and and we were like freaking out because i was like yeah I, I love them so much in 2011 i like pitched a tent and at three o'clock in the morning so i could like be front row and they i ended up getting a meet and greet and kathy was like wait a second I was at that meet and greet, and there was like oh 12 people there. And so we like went back and we're like, holy shit, dude, this is crazy. We gotta be in the band together. And so she came over, and I was like just learning how to drum, like 
my ex-boyfriend had a drum set in his house and I would sit down and I'd like try to figure some stuff out like boots and cats type stuff um and Kathy was like yeah I, I barely know how to play guitar like let's come over and jam and so she came over and jammed and we like played a song like decently well together and we're like wait that was kind of cool and then she was like wait listen so my roommate plays the bass kind of and I was like oh my roommate has a bass <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, like owns one and we were all like okay cool we're all at the same level we have no idea what we're doing Let's jam, and we played Best Coast. And I remember stopping at the end of that, and I was like, "That was pretty we're freaking like, cool." Yeah, we're like, this is sick. That was nice. <laughs> we literally decided in that moment, we're like, "Oh, I guess this I was is like, what it is." And now. I remember, I remember like bringing my drum set to my new house at the time, and I was playing it, and I was so excited to play Best Coast with y'all again. But like, the next week, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna play Boyfriend like three times." <laughs> I know this one song like pretty medium well, and it was so much freaking fun. I was, it was. I can like remember that so clearly. And cause... the first Gully Boys song ever was called Hymen Honey. <laughs> <laughs> the bop. And, yeah, um, I just found a recording of that at our first gig ever. And yeah, we actually repurposed a, a lot of um, what is now Big Bad Lover. It was kind of like a 50s, like. It was like girl, a 50s country. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> we could have went a whole different avenue, but I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, we just cut it and dissected it and put it in other places. Yeah, but, basically. Recycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reduce, reduce, reduce. We do a recycle. lot of that. I hope we don't get sued by... Yeah, but we recycle our own shit and then also... <laughs> we recycle other people's shit for them. <laughs> yeah, we're really good for the environment. Of yeah, music. I just don't want to throw anything away, you yeah, know? Yeah, at all. Don't let it get lost in the archives. I didn't mean that, like, we copy people. We don't copy No, people. I'm in school for music business, so no, I would 100% call us if we got, like... Inspired by tiny little licks from random obscure yeah. but the thing is and i don't think edition. you're you're not even like stealing shit you're like oh that's a cool like yeah, minor third you. and you're like that's it's just the interval in which she sang this one this mariah carey song especially that one oh, you showed yeah. me that and i was like that's you can't I copyright that you can't copyright no. a and scale that's, that's what all music is is right. me saying you know Club oh here's notes. this cool guitar like here's that cool melody. Yeah. Wow, I like that minor chord, which is impossible to copyright because it's literally it's a, chord. a chord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, cool, I'm going to take this chord and then boom. Yeah, well, yeah, I operate like, I don't know, I just kind of hyper-focus on like three or four notes that I like together. And um, Mint Condition from St. Paul, yeah. um, this boy band, oh, oh, oh. Um, I, the dude always riffs in the beginning of the songs and he never repeats any of the any of the riffs that he does and I'm like oh my god that's so genius what if you made that into a whole ass chorus uh it turned into devotion bites on oh yeah mm. that was a mid condition thing yeah. a little lick and then I always bring it to the boys where I'm like am I stealing this on accident and they're like what that sounds nothing like the song you just showed me what's worse though is when we write something and we're like I swear to god I've heard this before and then it's like you can't stop thinking about it and you can't continue writing the song until you figure out yeah. where you've heard it before. And then you find it in the weirdest places. Oh, yeah. I have written Year 3000 by the Jonas Brothers at least three times. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's I a classic, you know? Like, it just it just pops up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's You can't escape it. I want to cover that. <laughs> I would love that. The other, like, ultimate boy band. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really. should have done Dude, it. You know. God, we now are they're back. <laughs> we are. Okay, Nadi has um, in-sync bobbleheads oh, that we I would was take obsessed. with us on shows, for shows, for the merch table. 
And um, then we started breaking them. Justin Timberlake. No, they broke one time because we played in Nashville, Tennessee, and all of a sudden it started downpouring. We had them out on our merch table, and it was really nice. And then the wind came and knocked them all over. (laughs) (laughs) The wind came and knocked all over. And I remember walking out back outside from inside, and all my bobbleheads were just broken. Like Justin Timberlake's feet gone. (laughs) Like Joey Fatone's hair chipped. Like everything, and like. Lance Bass had like a gash on his face and like all my all my it men hurt. were just broken and I I I remember Tragic. wanting to cry because I'd been collecting them. I had been saving them since 2001 and I was like not allowed to take them out of the box when I was a kid and I was like this will be worth money one day I know it and it was the instinct bobblehead oh, I don't no. know why I thought it would be worth money because it was worth like six dollars when I like checked but it was so important to me and then it just fucking they just died and I was like whatever it's material things that is like it's it's fine, but that one moment I just looked at the table and my boys were all <laughs> dead. Boys. Like it was like a battlefield. They were all like dead. as if they're like voodoo dolls of yes. the real guys. And you're like, oh my god, I killed them. <laughs> just a That was like our only type of merch for a while. We had like tapes and InSync bobbleheads. Yeah, and we didn't sell the InSync bobbleheads, but they draw they drew people in. Mm-hmm. There's exactly like a conversation movies. starter. Yeah, yeah. Like, Why do you have this? Wow. And we're like, I don't quite know. <laughs> wow. Well, I feel like I have gotten like all of the Gully Boys knowledge and Gully insider tips much. that I've ever wanted and more. Yeah. So thank you all for sharing so much with me and sitting down to chat with me. As a last question, I like to ask all of my podcast guests to give a shout out to someone. Mm-hmm. This could be someone you know or someone you don't know. Just anyone who you look up to and think makes your life better. What? Huh? Justin Timberlake. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, I picked Justin Timberlake. He is pretty cool. I like you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I kind of want to shout out local band Vile because <gasps> I love them Aww. so much right now. Um, I, I, I like who they all are as people. Um, so and their, their music video just dropped last week, and it was so... That song was so freaking catchy, and they have a new music video coming out tomorrow, and then their EP or their LP, pardon me, um, comes out the following week, and I'm just really happy for them because I feel like I don't know. In some way, I feel like uh, like they're our baby sister band because I'm also like yeah. I feel so like they're new, and I'm like y'all better be nice to them or I'll beat you up. Like yes. they deserve so Literally. much goodness. So I, I will hold don't you down shout out to, to me or my son. Yeah, that's really what I feel <laughs> like. I'm down and spit a loogie in your ear. If you I will steal your lunch money and hang you up by your underwear, bro. <laughs> like listen to Vile and give them support. <laughs> that is a threat. Um, the literal only person coming to mind is. Shout out to Mark Maron. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're slowly climbing up the podcast ladder, and Mark Maron's waiting for us at the top. Bro. Yo, I'm not going to that. Mark Maron. <laughs> That's all you. Oh, I'll I take like it. Mark Maron. I just. Oh, don't hurt my heart like this. I, I think I just don't daddy. like him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in Easy, and he was a shitty character in that. He so always he's, plays the shittiest character. He's just ingrained in my head as just like a really ugly, mean old man. Yeah, his character on... Um... Good. <laughs> <laughs> Does not exist. See, there is no character in which he is good. No, what's it called? The wrestling show. Wrestling show. Oh, he's also gross. He's like a cocaine addict. Yeah. But he's that, a writer. What's he's it called? He plays himself. Glow is glow? Show. No, not glow. 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 Yeah, thank you. It is glow. <laughs> yes, you're right. Oh. Well, Daddy, if you're listening <laughs> to Shout this. Shout out to you, Mark. Mark Marin. <laughs>
Amazing. Thanks for having us. Of yeah. course. I'm Thanks sorry. for joining me. Oh my it god. Kind of word vomited all over this place. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm so sorry we kept um interrupting you or I did. No. But I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you all too. <laughs> <laughs> You can find the song you're listening to right now, Neopet Graveyard, on Gully Boy's album Not So Brave. And keep an eye out for their EP Phony, which drops on December 20th. If you're in Minneapolis this month, you can catch Gully Boys at 7th Street Entry every Sunday at their December residency with guests like Static Panic, Tiny Desk, and Lydia Liza. You can find the Pass the Mic podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to leave us a rating and a review if you've enjoyed these conversations. You can also find new episodes and more information at pass-the-mic.com. If you want to support us, you can head to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash passthemicmag. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. I don't-